of everybody. You are tuned into The Elks Call with The Elks Herd. My name is Scout, a.k.a. The Rep from Section X. And I'm Catherine, a.k.a. Do You Even Elks? And today we have a very special guest joining us for today's show. Uh, from the up-and-coming Edmonton Sports Talk, it's Eric Holt, late, a.k.a. Lieutenant Eric. LTE, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Nice to see you. I always see you. I was saying I always bump into you guys, and then, uh, you know, I enjoy myself and have a good night, and uh, don't really recall the conversation. So maybe we'll recall the conversation this time around, eh? That type of thing. It's always a good time talking to you. Always a good time seeing you as well, especially here tonight, and um, it's also nice to be talking to you after an Edmonton Elks win for once. For once. For once. That's that's the one thing. <laughs> oh, twice, okay. Oh, twi so. twice, but <laughs> the, the, the win at are. home is the biggest one. Every yeah, time yeah. you at Commonwealth Stadium, we're talking to you, uh, uh, you know, before a loss. Yeah. Before a loss. I, I tweeted out to somebody in response asking if I'd be at the tailgate on Sunday, and I said no, but being a Rough Rider supporter... Uh, since I was born, mind you, uh, that's just how it went. I wasn't there. The Elks win. Who would have thunk it, right? Uh, who would have thought? It's, it's better. It's better what? than me not being there than Jerry missing out. Like he did a couple weeks back. He was tripping out that he might have been missing from the. Uh, so as long as I'm look, that's I'll take the bullet. I'll take the fall. If I'm not being there and that gives him the win, then that's these shoulders can uh, support that. Maybe it was, it was the curse of LTE all along, right? Well, let's not call it a curse. Let's just, yeah. you know, it's been a slump, you know? Tell you what, then you cannot be there for the well, Labor Day rematch, then. I, I, uh, I can only go to the tailgate, I can't go into the stadium. Yeah. There you go. There fair, you go. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, we're going to give everybody the rundown on today's show. We have a very, very exciting episode. Um, first, we're going to go ahead and reflect on that last Edmonton Elks game at home against the Ottawa Red Blacks, huge win, massive win. Um, and then after that, so that's Kathy's quarter by quarter. We're going to dig into that. Um, afterwards, we're going to open up the fan forum. So shout out to our live listeners. Blow up the chat in the fan forum. We're going to be reading off your comments and getting you guys into the show. After that, we'll do our, uh, our Edmonton sports update, LTE. We have a feeling that you'll be a fan of this one. And then uh, we're going to go ahead and interview you after that in the more you didn't know. Yeah, bring it on. Let's, let's, let's it. get started. Uh, we'll talk first about that game last week. <clears throat> uh, Edmonton Elks versus the Ottawa Red Blacks on my mm -hmm. 7th. So let's just do what we usually do. We'll go quarter by quarter, have some conversation points, and we'll go from there. Um, first quarter, well, Trey Ford is back. And of course, he is the start of the game. So he runs the ball and gets a couple of really beautiful completions to both Gino Lewis and Dunbar. So really, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of clips going around about that, right? So what are your thoughts on, that's that's what I want to talk about right now, that, that, that chemistry that he seems to have now with Gino Lewis and Dunbar. Do you think it's chemistry or do you think, you know, it's right now because they haven't gotten to play together quite a bit or is it more of dumb luck? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be a, a variety of things. I, I think what we identified going into the season, Dustin and I specifically, was that 
you know, Jones and the management did a good job of assembling offensive weapons. And and the, the goal was, or the, the Im- imagination was that there'd be so many of them running around out there, Kevin Brown included, out of the backfield, mm-hmm. that you simply couldn't, you know, who are you going to, somebody's going to be the, somebody's going to be a guy. And, and again, it doesn't have to be, you know, Lewis is kind of maybe you could argue at the top of that pecking order coming back from injury. Dunbar, maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know where you would, where you'd slot him out, but it's, it's just, somebody's got to make the plays and, but somebody's got to be getting them the ball. You know, one of the, one of those guys out there is going to be, they're all high players, you know, the Mitchells, they're all, but somebody's going to do it. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's gotta be somebody, but somebody's then got to get them the ball. And, and again, I thought, and I'm sure a lot of people thought Cornelius, maybe he had the physical acumen to do it. And we were all wondering if, you know, could get it together with the play calling. Obviously none of that worked. Now you're seeing, you know, new coaching, um, which whether that's just X's and O's or whether that's a real, you know, subconscious thing and, and a really kick in the backside to the team. And then the switching quarterback, um, you know, I, I, I can't really put a finger on it, but the change was made. And that seems to have, for whatever reason, again, X's and O's or just the spirit of the whole damn thing really light a spark. Um, Trey Ford, who I picked up in fantasy, mind you, in a four-man uh, fantasy league, a very astute move by myself, I must say. Uh, really, and a ratio buster, too, because we start Canadians in our league, which is very yeah. fascinating. But, um, you know, again, getting it done on the ground <laughs> with his legs, which, you know, I, I don't know if he wants to classify himself as that predominantly, but can also wear it out. And he's Canadian. And he's a very, I think, likable character, a very marketable character. Um, you know, again, going back to Lewis and, 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 and Dunbar, somebody's got to be making the plays, but at least now somebody's getting them the ball. So it could be them. You know, we saw them do that. We saw it in Hamilton as well uh, with with those touchdowns that he got. But maybe, you know, next week they spread. I don't know. And we're still kind of in the infancy of this Jarius Jackson trade forward relationship. So but but I think, you know, and you guys, you're trending in such a direction now and you're going up against Calgary going down there Mm -hmm. where they're just, you know, (laughs) I know mayor leads and yards and stuff and you can talk about numbers. But yeah. You gotta like where you guys are going, and then especially how you're looking. And if a guy like Gino and Dunbar and now Ford are connecting and doing it, that's very encouraging. Would you say that it is kind of similar to previous, like maybe in the past, you know, quarterback receiver duos that you may have seen? Oh, you you guys scared the hell out of it. Like when when you had all those, you know, the the, the Mookies, like that that whole the Tucker. Yeah, because that was the thing. You could have you could have a great defensive backfield, but somebody's going to be the runt. They're going to pick on somebody, and if you have four of those receivers that are just studs or five or whatever it is, a utility guy too, a safe, somebody's going to get open and make a play eventually. It's just going to happen. And I think you're right. And you can draw from prior offenses that you know the Eskimos had back in the day, and, and some of those quarterbacks slinging up. You guys, had, the, the air attacks were just phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Going back. Yeah. Like you said, the Ricky Rays, uh, Damon Allen. Um, then of course, great quarterbacks make great receivers, but then you, you get that coupling and they seem unbreakable, even Mike Riley to a Darius Bowman. Right. You're going to have those right now. Can, can Gino Lewis and Steven Dunbar do that with three, four. Um, I think at this point we could even see a three headed monster. 
Uh, Kyron Moore is great. Uh, Manning Arsenal yeah, is our Arsenal utility well. guy right now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They, they could just, I mean, Kyron Moore, I watched him for years, an explosive yeah. little guy. You can get him out of the back. Like, you can do various things. They all possess certain skill sets that aren't necessarily the same. And, I mean, even so, you would say, okay, Trey Ford didn't play for the majority of the start of the season. He was probably taking, what, reps and practice that were secondary. So, and Gina was hurt. And, but it's nice to see some sort of a relationship already and a little bit of chemistry with a top receiver and your backup quarterback that was, you know, for the predominantly most part of the season, taking those reps. So to see that chemistry already built, and I don't know, maybe they had that behind the scenes. I can't say, but I think that's encouraging as well. And again, as you guys stated, the, the weaponry is all around and, and you look in the backfield as well. So who knows what else, but it's, I don't know. You got you to be feeling pretty uh, bullish heading into uh, the next two weekends. And that, that kind of leads us to the second quarter because, you know, that's where we see Trey Ford really shine. You know, he's running tons of the tons of balls. Sorry, that sounded weird. And I wrote it weird, too. But that's okay. You know, he... <laughs> tons of balls. Ball. <laughs> completed uh, 15 out of 18 passes for 317 yards by the end of the game. So definitely very impressive with some of the plays that he was uh, making. So I wanted to bring something up that's also going in social media a lot, right? You keep hearing people compare him to Nathan, right? Saying that it's only going to be a couple of years before he goes to the NFL. Well, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, I guess he could, you could have that opinion. I mean, I, I wouldn't, uh, good for him if, if that's what happens. I mean, I, I don't know what his aspirations were growing up. I mean, certainly all American kids dream of, they don't dream of winning the great cup. I mean, let's just be honest. It's, you know, that, but, but some of them come up here, they, they learn about it and fall in love with it and, and away you go. But, um, you know, he's not the biggest cat in the world. And as you've seen recently with Nathan O'Rourke, I mean, you, you can show up and you're still not really guaranteed squat down there. And I don't, it has nothing to do with the passport. Like I, I and I, and, and, Bethard, you can argue, maybe a little more experienced down south playing that game. and it, it just, I don't know. It depends what these guys want to do, too, with their life. Like, if, if you want to, I remember Casey Printers, too. Like, he just kind of went down there and held a clipboard. And it's like, well, it's the prime of your life. And I get that there's a chance if a guy gets hurt and then this guy gets sick. and you, and, But even then, then you got to, there's so many steps you got to take. And um, I don't know. But I'm not in that situation. So I don't know how I would act. But as far as Trey Ford. Um, think about the CFL though. There's always going to be guys looking to make a jump to the yeah. NFL and you got to be recruiting. It's the toughest executive job in pro sports, managing a CFL team, getting guys over the border, paying them what you pay them, getting them accommodations, background checks, all that shit. And then, you know, dealing with the NFL, working all the time. You get a team that's too good or a couple guys that are too good and they're gone. So you <laughs> got to have the procurement, right? And so trade for it. I mean, Look at uh, Rourke's brother coming up, right? You just got to keep looking. And and I think, you know, U-Sport has done a good job. Of, I mean, that that's come a long way in terms of recruitment and graduating top players. And even some guys even going down to the South, obviously going to American colleges. But you see a lot more Canadians doing that as sure. opposed to the past. So if Trey Ford comes and shines for a few seasons and then goes and tests his hand, you know, you kind of. But then you have to have the next one. You can't yeah. just kind of, like, you know, you can't begrudge guys for doing it. And I learned that a while. I used to always get mad, you know, and I understand people, you get a jersey, right? But that's the nature of the league. And you got to appreciate when you do get good guys. And 
watch them for the slim time maybe you, you can well and then it's kind of funny because daggy is almost in that position so if trey ford is successful for these next few seasons um he that would be the end of contract he could either resign in edmonton or he could go test his luck which starting right now you have a chance for two gray cups in two seasons if you're trey ford uh nathan Rourke, as we saw he didn't necessarily get the gray cup he had a stellar season and lost the team game so i hit on my fantasy as well and when he got hurt i that's when things turned for me i was again my canadian quarterback hopefully it all goes well this season but i mean he what an entertaining guy to watch too right and now ford is the same like it's very much so it's one thing to lose as well, but as long as this may be entertaining, and I mean, Cornelius was entertaining at times, but for a negative reason, um, but at least Ford, and again, his numbers aren't like, it's not like he's tossing it 50 times or, you know, it's pretty conservative, you know, numbers and, and reps for him there. And that's good. I mean, ease him into it. And, but, yeah. but, the, but the, the spark is there, right? And it's one of those guys that you can now market a lot for this franchise, I think, especially at that position. Definitely. And it's like you say, it's super entertaining. I mean, right after that, still in the second quarter, we have that catch by Gino Lewis that he runs it for a TD. You know, and in case if you didn't see it, you know, Ford throws the ball and Gino catches it and he does this like judo like shoulder throw right? and casually just runs in for a touchdown. So yeah, the DB, I don't know who the DB was on that one, but it was uh, kind of a. He got turned. <laughs> oh, I don't know who it was, but well, Gino gets that money, though, right? That's the... yeah. I, that's exactly what I was saying before the show. Is uh, you know, Catherine, Catherine was looking at the at the highlight real play again, and uh, you know, I, I just said, "Look, that's that's what we're paying him for." He's, yeah. the highest, he's like, <laughs> he's "Isn't did. he the highest paid uh, player in the league right now, yeah. or at least even wide receiver?" Sure, he is. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring he was that. a prized acquisition, and you know, yeah. but again, that guy's only as good as somebody who's tossing the ball and or, yeah. or a plan that's getting him the ball or whatever or him not being on the sixth game you know so all those things factor large but maybe this is the the kickoff to to something for him now in his season definitely and just like steven as he says here at the chat that bad 44 yard pass to lewis was the play of the game i totally yeah i totally agree it's quite accurate yeah yeah was uh it was a great the play like i mean look you're looking at a win at home that you guys have the numbers how many days a thousand like i ate the paper on tv yeah. and threw it out so, so that's that's a big milestone and and so you beat a team that again you're 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 competing against for a playoff spot let's be yeah. totally realistic right now and and that play you know again top money guy Hasn't done much yet. Six game, you know, quarterback issues. To make that type of play in that type of game to get that type of result, uh, play of the game for sure. But, man, you could be looking back at this as a, you know, play of the season type of thing, depending yeah. on how things go. Why not? TSN turning point. Dare to dream. <laughs> well, you got it. Yeah. We have Candor27 here saying that that was a huge momentum boost. Yeah. And it definitely was because we went into that third quarter in really high spirits. Right, so but also go back to the Winnipeg game too. I mean, you you yeah, you, 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 you got to learn to walk before the running thing, and and you know you're up big, but and and again the fourth quarter was a bit of a you know you're you're gasping as well, but 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, and say that person that sent in the message too. Just a, it, it's a big time play, big time players, big time plays, that type of thing. It's an old, you know, that the old saying. But man, oh man, like it was, TSN, whatever you want to call it, right? Like that's what it is. Yes, and I mean, going into the third, everybody's always a little apprehensive, right? Just because we all know what happens on the third, <laughs> and it just, you know, but it's been a good game, and it just it was solidified with board. Throwing that ball to number 85, uh, Gavin Cobb, who was just shy of his first CFL touchdown. Yeah. But uh, Cornelius punches it in for another touchdown. It was great. And, you know, what, what I like to call it is the curse of the third period or the third quarter, sorry. And uh, it seems like I was expecting things to go sideways, but they never did. So is this... We have seen them blow a 22-point yeah. lead on the third. <laughs> right. Well, that's and, – and, look, let's be honest. It's not like all these losses at home have been, you know, curb stoppings. To, like, you know, they, there have been a few games where they've really gotten the tar kicked out of them. And, and the Stampeders were one of them last year, I think, too. They put yeah. a licking on them. that, And it wasn't uh, – was it the rematch? Or I, I don't recall which – I want to say – no, it was a Labor Day game, I want to say, wasn't it? Was it like a rematch? I think it was a rematch. I think it was a rematch. But but some games were very close. Yeah. Like some games were right there. Like you're snatching the the you know losing out of the hands of victory type of thing. Yeah. So it wasn't like you can look at that record and say, oh, it's a lot of losses. Yeah. But I mean, Jones and everybody, all even the players would argue that a lot of those games were there for the taking. They screwed them up. Even on the road, that game in Regina too. Like. Yeah. And and again, that puts this. And you guys have every right to be. That Bombers game walking around there too, like that was the last one I was at because then they won in Hamilton. That was last yeah. one I was at. And you were just like, you. I've never been to a, a place, and I just want to say too, the pregame for that, playing against the best team in the league, arguably at the time, record-wise, yeah. and not having won a home game, the, the atmosphere was fantastic. Yeah. But when you're up so big, I was walking around with my bonnet, and it was just like you could, like, it was it was like you were walking around in a marshmallow. It, the atmosphere was so thick, you were just kind of like, oh. And people were kind of, oh, and like, weird feeling. Never experienced that when the home team's been up so big. You guys have every right to kind of be thinking that way. I know. And we're always kind of like walking on eggshells, right? Thinking, no. is the same thing going to happen again? Or are we over? Is it over? Is the curse of the third period over? Just, <laughs> we, we're throwing around the word curse a lot, but it just seems to follow this no. team. Yeah, <laughs> no. It's a long slump. Yes. Way too long. Way too long. But finally, we made it to that fourth quarter, right? Yeah, we did. And uh, Ford throws it to Gino Lewis once again for that first down. And again, we see Gino coming to work that day, yeah. right? And just like we said, he is the highest receiver, uh, highest paid, paid, receiver, paid yeah. receiver in the league. So I feel like we definitely now we need to see a lot more of these plays from him. And the rest of the team, of course, but the, rest of the team too. And as I said, lots of skill sets. But Gino, again, as you, uh, you know, you can just if for a guy like Ford too, I think with with the, uh, you know, maybe his lack of pro experience, um, a guy like that, you can just toss it up like a guy. You know, Lewis, Lewis will get balls. Where he has no business, right? Picking them out of the air, picking them like so. He's to have a to have a safety net like that guy back there and healthy again, or or so we would assume. Um, that's got to be huge, too, and a good confidence booster for, for Trey. Definitely. And, well, the same thing with Arsenault, right? He had, yeah. had some uh, three three really good catches this game. 
Nice. Just good deck. Yeah. You know, the defense showed up. They made sure that the Ottawa offense wasn't sitting in anywhere. And Miles Morgan, you know, he was leading the defense with uh, nine tackles and a sack. So yep. definitely, you know, it feels like a whole bunch of pieces are finally coming together right now. The, those little pieces that were kind of scattered and they were not necessarily finding whether, whether it is the chemistry or the confidence. Well, I feel like yeah. we saw that fitting together now. No, and for a long time, like I don't know, you could argue maybe Jones' defense in this uh, hasn't been as lights out in, in previous projects or years or seasons. I don't know. I guess you can. I've, I've heard that from some people, and that's fair. But you're right. I mean, that's if if the offense isn't producing, down in, down out, game in, game out. Um, you know that that. That the locker room's tight like that. I mean, that that's football. Like, it, there are two teams on one team, essentially. Three, yes, special teams as well. But you know what I mean? There's offense and defense. And, uh, you know, and that happens so much. But now, again, it, it's – you see A.C. Leonard catching a ball there uh, the other time. And, and – Creative. And, and even – like, there's, there's, there's a job for Cornelius here. I mean, he's getting paid money too. And, and I think if – I've always – like to platoon my quarterbacks in an 18 game regular season, you know, league. And, and with the injuries, we always whine about the injuries in this league to quarterbacks. We'll have two capable ones or one like, you know, I, I would have loved personally to have Dane Evans as my backup this year, just because of the experience and just, you know, your quarterback's going to miss a game or two. It usually happens. It's it's. And so to have a guy step in, but now that you have Cornelius on the bench as, as a bit of a relief for short yard or, or obviously Loxley couldn't get that done, but to have his size and the way he can just kind of, you know, reach good. There you go. Maybe you found a niche now. I mean, you don't want to pay a guy like that, but it, it's you keep, good at it. keep him fresh and keep him going and, and put him in a few plays and, and trick it up. I don't know. You're throwing AC Leonard. So <laughs> why not? Yeah. Oh, the return of trick plays is beautiful, right? We haven't seen trick plays in so long. And yeah. in two games, Catherine saw her first trick play. A win play. and oh, a trick yeah. play. <laughs> like, what is this? What am I Christmas. watching? Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> right. yeah. No, definitely. And, well, we finished the game at 30-20, ending a four-year, almost three-season, 1,415 days, 22 game home losing streak. <laughs> so, as uh, Candor27 here says, the last three minutes of the game was the most electric crowd that I've seen in Commonwealth for a very long time. I have never seen that place be so loud. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was it's good though that too that the evacuees from up north got to share in the whole i mean because they're going through a shit time obviously i'm not going to compare a losing streak to that because they're two different i mean who's going to do that but i guess for for the two of you guys to come together on that random day with the red blacks in town and to get the win and they get a little bit of entertainment in in their life right i mean that's that's a beautiful thing good weather you know a nice day i mean that's a good that's a feel good time and that must have been real good vibes that video you guys had out with just looking around the crowd real good stuff yeah <laughs> I, I i didn't realize either that uh at the end of that video you can actually hear the street is over <laughs> so i didn't even realize that you could hear that because i mean i'm not gonna lie i was busy crying and looking over at the <laughs> fan that i had been there with well a lot of these fans had yeah. been there even before Catherine mm -hmm. had uh, came into the fold. So good for you. 
since 2019. Yeah, it was it was it was a really uh, wholesome moment. Um, the Smiths, uh, Jeff, Jeff and Lisa Smith yes, down there, sit right uh, in front of us. Yeah, and then the Kacharskis, those guys are good stuff. So. Uh, yeah, and then the older guys uh, beside us to the right. Oh, so. everybody was having a grand. Oh, my God. I have to come and meet these people. I love this. This is what the CFL is all about, is the people that you, uh, the, the, you've the you sat around for years and, and all different age groups and different walks of life type of thing. And Oh, that's great. I love that. They always come together. And everybody oh, yeah. So much noise. and Oh, yeah. Well, now we have the next game coming up. I mean, they're taking on the Calgary Stampeders at McCannon. McMahon. <laughs> I can't say it. Uh, that stadium down in Calgary for the Labor Day match. That, that dump. That, that dump, dump line that over dump. there you that nobody cares dump. about. Yeah, just call <laughs> it a dump. I, I broke a big rule there a couple of years back. The Rough Riders were there for a playoff game. And uh, I'll send you the picture after this. You can. Uh, I broke a big rule. Nice. Big rule at McMahon. 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 I love it. Yeah. See, my accent comes out once in a while, and I have trouble pronunciating certain words. So I, I always with him, and I always think that he's messing with me <laughs> because he said that, and I'm like, "Where's the H and the O? <laughs> like, what are you saying?" Have you been? You've been though, hey? Have you been? No, no we I have. We, never been. we have not. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, we don't. Have You're going down to this one, though. Yes. No. no. Unfortunately. <laughs> I wager, though, but like I've heard, like, and obviously in years past, maybe more so, but there's bus trips that go. Yeah. And obviously people drive down, but I'm just talking like more rowdy, tailgating our type of people. Um, but I do wonder, just with the trajectory of the team right now, and I know it's been like just a couple, maybe two or three weeks. And with the stamps as they are, and they have fair weather fans, like their fans suck. Like, right? Like they, they, I can say this because I've been there and I've seen it firsthand. They're not like, they're, they go out for, they're like, oh, it's a good time, but they don't really care. Because they, and even they've, they've been winning for like, since Flutie and they yeah. still don't really like care. So it's like, and now that they suck, they really don't care. So I would think you get a couple Elks fan buses down there with some really good people. You could really tear that place a new one this, uh, this coming weekend. So, I mean, maybe that's something, well, well, I think we'll all have a conversation in, uh, you know, maybe oh. 2024, but oh, yeah. I think, I think for 2024, mm -hmm. if we were, cause I do know that section O sells the tickets. So let's mm -hmm. say we do a fan collaborative. Maybe we, uh, talk to you gentlemen over there at Edmonton sports talk, and maybe we can run a couple fan buses down and, uh, I'm, I'm telling you the bus trips, like I, cause I lived in Saskatoon we'd go to Regina. Nice. Stop at every town, and yeah. we take a guy. His name is Reggie, and he'd drive like, like two hundred miles an hour, and like pass people, and we're like ah, and like it was like man, oh man, the bus trips are the best. And but again, if you know people, like you can get a little bit of beer, you can drink on the bus if you have the proper bus driver, or whatever, and you get the ticket, and you can like bundle it in a pretty affordable package. And if you like sell to enough people, like because it's just that the drive's pretty close. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're flying, you're not going out of the country, you're not all that, you know, it's one day, you can come back the same night, you don't have to pay for, like, lodging, so it's a pretty, the day of bus trip is great, wake up in the morning, have a hearty breakfast, and just get screwed up all day, like. <laughs> well, and I think the problem with this year, too, especially, is that. Nobody knew. Well, I. Nobody, nobody knew that the Edmonton Elks had playoff potential. <laughs> 
going into Labor no. Day with nine freaking losses to start the season. No. no. Okay, I don't I don't think anybody predicted that, but also nobody predicted Calgary was going to suck Just, with Oscar Mayer at quarterback this bad, right? Well, and we, I, yeah, that's, and that's I was like, it's 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 mind blowing that right now the West is sucking so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of weird. It, it's and, a little weird, and and you're talking crossover, but it could really go kind of you know, yeah. I, and the Riders too. Like I don't. If the Elks win back to back, they are they are one away from the Riders, and the Riders are going in against Winnipeg. Which is the best in the West? Slash, yeah, they're best in the West at least right now. Potentially best in the league. Uh, the Riders are a funny. I, I still don't know because they played Winnipeg early in the season. They played them good for like the first half of the game, and then Winnipeg just kind of the talent, kind of you know. But I do wonder, like it's it's down to Dola Gala too. But even yeah. now, like Harrison's going to be back, so it's either Dola Gala or Fine. And I mean that that that's gonna. That's either going to take off in a good direction or a real bad direction. And for you, for the Elks, if you just keep trending yeah. Yeah. step by step, you'll eventually like, and now the season starts, right? I mean, you don't win the Great Cup in the summertime. You win the Great Cup Labor Day and beyond. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, we've seen BC 0-6, start the season, win a Great Cup. Lots of things can happen. And, like, and, and if you're trending good heading into this weekend, and again, you steal a pair, and if you say... Like I, I know the Riders will lose in Winnipeg. That's a given. I don't even watch that stupid game anymore. That that's a, that's a dumb game. I hate that game. It's dumb. It's stupid. It's it's bad. It's it's all dumb. And but they're not going to win that one. But they might win at Taylor Field or pardon me, Mosaic, because it's that's that that game is like a a that's like a that's like a that's like an Auburn Alabama like a like a yeah. Florida Georgia thing, you know. And that's that's it's intense. And so it's kind of it's a toss-up, right? It's kind of like a neutral site type of so that I could see them taking one, but I could see the Elks taking both. Yeah. No, we'll 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 talk about that actually in the fan forum. Yeah. Um let's let's go through these injuries real yeah, quick. Yeah, and, well uh, before before I do, I do have a a question from Steve Benassi to LT here. Oh okay. total fish story. How many towns are in Saskatchewan? <laughs> Saskatoon, come on. There's Saskatchewan, yeah. Um, how many towns? Wow, there's a lot of towns. That's like the jelly bean and the jelly beans in the jar thing. There, I uh, <laughs> I don't even know what the prize is here, Steve. There's no prize. I don't know. Probably uh, 10, billion, say, 10 billion. I'd say 10 billion. 10 billion. 10.5 billion. Like the towns that you go through from uh, Saskatoon to Regina when you take oh, that place. question. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. I can stop it like we can stop at like five, maybe six bars. Oh, Dennis, yeah, see, five, maybe six bars, two liquor oh, stores, yeah. two liquor stores for sure. And uh, but the Aylesbury bar, that's the best one. It's like almost in between. It's just a little south of Davidson on the highway going down, and they have this bar that everybody stops at. So sometimes when you're going down, there'll be like four or five buses outside, and it's just a little shit bar. Like it's nice outside, but it's like packed. Oh, it's great. But I think the guy's selling it. He it was it was a brother and a sister, Lyle and Emma or Emily, and she passed away. Can't remember her name. But now he owns it. And but now the RCMP set up a check stop in chamber. Oh uh, no. <laughs> and they never used to do that. So now you go down, you hit Aylesbury, you're like, oh yeah, and then you're driving down, you're like, oh boy. And there's like a line, and it's like Chamberlain's this town right on the highway, and it's right by the Quipel Valley, so it's like right on the edge of a cliff. 
pretty neat. But you can stop at a lot of places. It's fun, especially if you take the bus or you have a DD. Like, you know, I'm not encouraging any bad behavior, but um, it, it's a fun trip. Like, the, the, the way down, once you get to the game, you're like, ah, oh, the game's fun. But, like, leading up to the game and the pregame and all that, like, nice. that's where it's uh, at. That will definitely have to be something that we look into. Yeah, we should, we'll, we'll have a conversation with the stop yeah, in at. Uh, oh, for sure. If you go down, though, if you go down to Regina, go through the Saskatoon. Don't go like Calgary or any go that way. Yeah. 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 Uh, Catherine's actually just in Saskatoon for. I thought I trip, looked so. just like Edmonton, but yeah, that's I my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's no, yeah, that's. It felt talk. very, very similar. Uh, but anyway, so we do have a few injuries. Uh, we don't have the latest report. This is, of course, uh, from last week. Uh, Woodley Aplon, he's out. Yeah, he, was, yeah. uh, he just had a healthy scratch. Eli Menser, uh, linebacker, he's out with a calf problem, and Daniel Ross, our D-line, out with an elbow problem. So that being said, what are your predictions? Do you think we have the next game? Yeah. Um, you know, I know, I think I know which Edmonton team is going to show up. You don't know which kind of Calgary team is going to show up. If, uh, if, and and they, they have, you know, here we are trashing them, and that's what we're doing, but um, you know, they, they have shown at times. They, I think they have, they have some great backs. You know, Bagleton can still pop up. And Mayor, as I mentioned, you know, he's got past. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they are doing. They don't really have, and I go back to even Garcia days, and even when they had, like, that Jim Barker experiment. Do you remember that? Or the Matt Dunnigan experiment when Dunnigan was the coach and they really sucked. It was, like, the one year they sucked. But even then, they always had, like, a moxie about them. Like, they always carry themselves like they're, you know what, instinct. And now I just feel like that's not really there. I don't get that with Mayer. Like, I don't I don't get a, a moxie. They always had it with Bo. They always had it with, with Dickie and, and Jeff. Like, all these quarterbacks that they've always had have had, like, you know, some pretty. And but Dickinson doesn't have it. I don't get that with the team now. And Dickinson seems a little, like, older and more mad and weathered. And I don't know. Well, Huffnagel's gone, right? Exactly. Huffnagel is no longer involved, and it's just like losing Dwayne Mandrusiak for the Edmonton Elks. You lose certain little critical pieces of your organization that maintain a legacy, or those little pieces that that continue the story. Yeah. So when you lose those little pieces, it's I, I was talking to Victor Kui, uh last year. I want to say last year uh, was heading out to the smoking pit, and I ran into him. And they said, hey, man, like you, you really got to fix this stuff with Dwayne because this team don't have bone. This team does not have bone, brotherhood of nasty Eskimos. Um, there was just like a whole mentality with that team back in the day where winning wasn't an option. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a requirement sure. to do your job, right? So so same thing with Havnagel. Havnagel, as much as I couldn't stand him because of his, his uh, red and white Ties, watching him get amped up for that 2015 Western Final, the beginning of that highlight video, or sorry, the simple video on on YouTube, CFL PSM. Please don't take it down. But <laughs> I visit it like almost every two months. But um, anyways, opening it up and he just giving it to the players. Uh, what is it? Fifteen thousand sharks in the water, smelling blood. So there's just like those certain little little things, those certain things about these people and organizations that you can't replace. Oh, and Dickinson, especially, especially in the CFL. 
Yeah. And again, Dwayne, and I'm not like lessening Dwayne. Dwayne's a good guy. I partied with him at, well, Great Cup in Calgary, actually, is where I, we had a really good time. But, you know, when, you, when you're looking at a guy in a GM or a president's, like, I mean, you're really at the top and that trickles down. I mean, and, and, and you know, I think with Huff, too, I, I, I cat called him. We, 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 I yelled nasty things to him when he was on the side. Like, I just, and he, but he always, he's one of those guys, yeah, he got it. Like, McCallum got it. A lot of guys got it, you know, and then he gets it. He gets that it's kind of like a wrestling. He gets the CFL. He, my buddy saw him at a Grey Cup one, and he's just standing there as a civilian, like, just kind of, you know, and my buddy's like, oh, Huff, you know, and he's kind of, like, he's, he was loving it. Like, he's, and, and, you know, a commissioner like Mark Cohan was kind of the same. And I didn't go to my, from my, point of view is is jim hobson when he was kind of at the helm with the riders and he's since uh moved on and, and craig reynolds is in that role and craig reynolds is a very smart man and a very book savvy guy and everything but the the whole uh the line is that if jim saw you outside having a mickey he'd join you whereas now like the other regime is more apt to call you know and it's the day and age we live in and that's fine everybody wants to you know but it's just funny because the cfl is that raw league where it's not a lot of money and yeah, we'll put a hot tub on the side. More hot tubs, by the way. We need to bring back the hot tub. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's fun, right? And it's like, in a, you get a sponsor out there, and it's just, it's back scratching. And, but you're right with Huff, and that's, that could be a very astute point in that you remove him from the picture in Calgary, and the whole dynamic changes. And it, it look, I didn't like when they changed Gainer's eyes. <laughs> I'm still burning from that, and I'm never going to get over it. So it doesn't matter who it really is, right? But it's a... A change, but to, no. To get back to the original question, I give the Elks uh, like I'm. I'm loving them for this game. I just think the magic of Labor Day too, and and it's they should be flying high and feeling great and ready to yes. kick ass. I would say. Yeah. No. I I, I agree. Um, I definitely am hoping for a win. It all depends on what Calgary team comes out. Like you said, the Elks have the ball in their court. Uh, they have the momentum. Mm -hmm. Momentum is everything in football. You need momentum to win a quarter, to win a half, to win a game, to win a championship, yeah. uh, to make it into the playoffs. Almost every single scenario that involves winning in football involves momentum because it's very rare that a team gets two to three touchdowns on you and you win by a few people. I want to yeah. say that scenario very, very yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you you don't really win by playing one quarter and then defending your way to you know a field kicked in on your end or whatever. It, it, either way, you need momentum. The Elks have it right now, and that is extremely promising. That's the first time that this team, this whole season, has actually had momentum. Yeah. Well, not only on the field, but uh, you know, look at everything that's happened off the field. I mean. And I know a couple of cats that work with that team, right? And, and you know, I, I, I've been told, like, you can only imagine that loss in Regina. I mean, you had you had it in the bag. And I know it's a road win, so it doesn't matter. You want to win at home. But they, they went on the road last year. Like, they put up some wins. So, but it's a team that still, you, you, with, with everything happened, with, with Victor and everything, they have no business really winning. Like, why, why should they beat Ottawa then? They could easily pack it up. Like, again... A lot of these guys, you know, they're they're not playing for millions and millions of dollars. They're not playing to to win the great. They're playing to win. They want to win. Maybe guys want to get taped to go to the NFL. 
They want to win a championship. You want to win ring. You want to win money. You want to win bonuses. You want to get whatever your contract says. Everybody's in it for something different. Yeah. Um, but it's like you, you mentioned, just that getting momentum and, and getting a win like that when everything around you is happening off the field with, with ownership or, or presidential stuff and, and all that noise and then media squawking at you about not winning at home and fans squawking at you when you go out to do stuff or whatever the case is. Why should they have tried against Winnipeg? Why should they have won in Hamilton? And why should they be not at home? You could argue these guys could just pack it up. And like we've, I've, I've seen it in the CFL firsthand and wait till they go back home to, to the States. And that's I'm not saying anything against the players today because obviously they're not doing that. But subconsciously, you can. And they haven't. And I think for a football fan of this team, with everything that's going on, hell of encouraging. And, and haven't quit on Jones, you know, haven't. And there have been so many breaking points where you said, that's it. Like, that's, we're done here, right? And we might, we might still get to that point. I'm not, <laughs> we're not handing them the great cup tonight or anything. But I guess, I guess again, they, they, they've gone through so much shit. And, and as a fan, I mean, too, you're eventually going to get out of it. Look where the Bombers were at, too, before they got clear. I mean, O'Shea was on the high. Everything was crumbling there. And then all of a sudden, it all turns around. And yep. in the CFL, you have to do it real quick. You can't rely on a 10-year, 8-year project. you got to do it fast. And Jones hasn't really done this in CFL speed fast. However, if he turns it around now, which, as I said, the you know, Lions own 6-1 seed, like, things change. And they're not a bad team. They never were on paper. And they clearly never quit on each other or the staff or anything like that. So if you can develop this us against the world thing, and now you see you're like, holy shit, we've actually won. Now we're now we can flex a bit. Well, now you now you're against the world. You're all together and you're flexing. Like now you're out to prove people wrong. That, That could. Who knows? Again, not going too far down the line, but certainly a different story than Stan Peters currently. Yeah. No, I agree. That's all we could. That's all we can ask for. That's. I that's mean, to it. have a hope at Labor Day <laughs> is a blessing and a half. Yeah. Right? Look, look where you were, like a couple months. You having this conversation a couple no, months? No, yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. Um, okay, yeah. so let's open up the fan forum then. Uh, this is a segment where we're going to talk about some hot topics surrounding the Edmonton Elf. Uh, we're going to get our live listeners to comment on every question. However, I noticed today we have a lot of questions in the chat. Do we want to get to our questions in the chat first? Uh, we have a couple. Because I yeah. think we may have answered one or two. Yeah. Oh. So jo- John Kirby had one way at the beginning. Oh, my goodness. People are going to see the chat. I love oh, it. I can see the chat oh. now. Can I, I put the chat? Yeah, there you go. Love it. Awesome. Love it, man. Uh, yeah, do, you first, think the Elks, uh, do you think the Elks will have pants in Calgary on Monday for the 5 p.m. game since the kids are back in school and people have work? I thought it was a sad holiday. Yeah, it's a sad, it's a sad holiday on Monday. It's Labor Day. Monday. Should be yeah. that, Labor Day. That was a good day. I always remember growing up watching Labor Day games at uh, Hamilton Argo one early, right? Yeah. And you'd be like, ah, whatever. And then the main event there on uh, on Monday at around what five two whatever it was they'd have them at two two thirty five. Well, I think John is talking about here is actually the it's a five p.m. It's a five p.m. start game. Five p.m. this year, yeah. And then yeah, people so, have work the next day and the start of school as well. Yeah, so. but you get back for ten eleven o'clock at night, go to sleep at midnight. If the Americans old- Americans don't care. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, I know it's tough. I'm not. I don't have kids, so I can't comment on any of that stuff. I'm not a you know. <laughs> 
I don't even have a cat or a dog. You know. You have, <laughs> listen, you have AM radio. You're up at like four in the morning for all. Yeah. Right? Up early. Yeah. Well, that's. I look. I'm. I. I don't get a lot of sleep. I. I go out. I stay up late, and I get up early. But you got to big dogs, right? And all that saying. But uh, no. I totally understand with kids and stuff. But uh, no, I mean, look. If you go down for a bus ride down there for a five o'clock kickoff, you get back at midnight. Like I've got easily uh, the bus trips. I went. I worked at Safeway, and I'd have to go back and pull a shift the next day and sweat it out or whatever. <laughs> I mean, uh, but but, but you're not story, twenty anymore. Come on, it's great. I'm not twenty anymore. No, but it's great story time. And and again, but if you are that age, I mean, shoot, yeah. let, her, yeah. let her buck. You know, I, <laughs> uh, I that, no? Kevin here. Kevin, Spirit. yeah. <laughs> Start Emilius or Legio in the uh, Canadian spot in fantasy. Is he talking Dunya or is he just talking just? Well, right? they have their own. They have their own league there. Ah, okay. Uh, they, okay. Also, they also they also um, acknowledge the import non-import rule. Yeah, I was gonna say because I. It, it's I, very interesting. It's yeah. Very interesting. Um, Emilius. Yeah, I don't, that's a good question. I don't know. Big arm Dola Gallon that bombers defense, and then Legio Hamilton. Ugh. That leg start, em start endless, endless, endless will make a big play, big play, big play, endless, endless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Kevin. And then uh, I think that was. Is that it? Is yeah, that it? That was it. Okay, so it's not popping off. You got the chat <laughs> is popping off. The questions aren't. So um, okay, let's dig into this band form, uh, guys. Continue to blow up the chat. Uh, that's one of the best parts of this show. <laughs> uh, Edmonton Elks home win. They finally got the home win. We've kind of already been talking about this a bit, but um, fans, we haven't really talked about the attendance that much when it comes to uh, the other side of the the win. Like, I mean, <laughs> are they going to come back? You know, the attendance hasn't been bad, and it hasn't. It, I think they're still maintaining third average in the league for a team that did not get a win in over a thousand days at 1,415 is the number. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to keep repeating. I know, but <laughs> I mean, to, 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 to not have any wins in those 22 home games and then, you know, to get it now, is this going to be sustainable? Do we need to see a couple more wins or is this going to be a couple seasons before the fans get back to that 30,000? Ah, you got to you got to win yeah i mean i we i've had this debate all summer and go to a lot of riverhawks games right and they didn't have a particularly good season on the diamond however um they led the wcl in attendance nice ballpark all the other ballparks in the league again comparatively smaller but you could argue that commonwealth too nice big ballpark very big yeah um, in the cfl right now you know again times have changed and i think in this city too the oilers and the football team used to be on a pretty even par you know financially and that type of thing and just where the nhl was and and things such as that and and then you can kind of look at a time where where things started to separate and now you see where things are and obviously with the oilers having the success they're having now too sucks a lot of the oxygen the energy and the money out of people's disposable funds and cookie jars that's one reason. Um, clearly, though, if you win, though, I mean, it's going to bring people back. I think there's a there's obviously people that still are just don't want the name change. There's no changing that, so you have to account for like a certain chunk of that. I guess you got to be realistic there. Yeah. Um, 
So I think it's a combination of things, but obviously winning is that's part of the equation. That 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 would go a long way in in getting the but winning winning too with with a style of football that again, if you have a guy like Trey Ford that you can market and a Canadian guy and a real happy smiling guy that goes out and and you know again, I think Victor, you know, obviously it didn't end the way I'm sure anybody wanted on both sides, but you can look at positives and and you know you brought guys out in the community a lot more and I think things are. We're starting to get to something, um, but you could also argue that they're not quite to where they should be. And, and I, I don't know. I think consultation needs to happen. I think with people from maybe the past and also looking with a glance towards the future, obviously being on the field, the name change, that's not going to, so you can cross that out. Um, and then I think the Oilers too. And I mean, I'm not going to say like the Oilers right. should bomb now or anything, but you know, no. that, that has a lot to do with it. I think when you're, One's going sky high competing for a cup. Well, and that's, it's really, really interesting, you know, now that you mention it with the business aspect of it, very marketable. You have a Canadian there who's extremely marketable. Um, should, I don't know if this is one of our questions, so I don't want to ruin it, but no, I don't think it is. Should there have been more pressure from the front office and the upper management? Should there have been more pressure to start Trey Ford? I think that's a that's a an interesting question. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I don't know how again the workings of. I mean, everybody has titles that you can read in the program, but but obviously, you know, certain people can have different things. I don't I don't know, and and um, yeah, I, I can't comment on that for sure. Um, but I mean, I, you know. I think if that, I was in the front office, I guess I would have done it. <laughs> but yeah. again, I don't know, like, yeah, I don't know if they want to meddle in that or, or let, I mean, Chris Jones has the keys, so he does what he wants. I mean, that's kind of that, that, that hiring agreement, I guess. Um, but I, I, I can't say if, if any of that was, was discussed or anything. I know, but again, you know, Taylor's, Cornelius is getting the money, he's getting the bag, so... It was, it's kind of tough, I guess, if I was I mean, in the there, there are so many different ways that you can look at it, right? Yeah. And we're never going to know for sure unless no, somebody no, comes no. Out, out and says it, right? But, you know, you can argue for the money for Cornelius. Or, you know, he's getting paid starting quarterback salaries. Yeah, I thought he might hit. Like, one of yeah. the you're like, oh, he's going to figure it out. Like, because he's just, <laughs> he's just like, acumen, right? And it's everything it. kind of seems there, but it's you're off a bit. Yeah. So could be that could be that trey ford maybe wasn't necessarily happy with what was happening in the play calling and he wasn't showing up his best Good it could have been something coming from mcadoo himself or even well, well, and, and ty loxley was here right and i guess he you know he was he was in there as the second i mean i i this could have gone back to in the relationship too and jones and him have you've seen snippets of them on the sideline you know maybe not acting so rosy with each other which you can read into that what you want but it's football. It's a business, and I think Jones too. Like, you talk to players who any players that have played for Jones in the past or whatever, like, he gets pretty glowing regard, and so he's a hard ass, I think. But he's a football coach, yeah. And so we don't have to like him. People don't have to like him. But I think the players, at least they know what they're getting. They don't always have to agree in the in the form of Loxley, I guess. But yeah, um, I I don't think. Again, going back to my other point, they're still together. Like you haven't really lost anything, and there's you can still kind of see who's in charge. So, um, 
I think maybe begrudgingly maybe had to go to Ford because there was so much noise around it. Maybe. And as I said, maybe you had to kind of move on eventually from Taylor. I was, we were all waiting every week if you get it going, but maybe a combination of things just led you that you have to, you have to pull the switch. Yeah. Well, we did miss a couple of questions and kind of tying it out to yeah. the attendance. We do have a question from John in regards to the guarantee uh, win ticket. So if you if you weren't aware of that, uh, Victor uh, Victor Kui had this initiative that yeah. you could buy a guarantee ticket, guarantee win ticket. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to pay until the team won. And so won. you got you got, a, you got a free half a season out of that deal. Yeah. I will say if you bought that ticket, it was a really really good deal. Um, an equally good deal is the Edmonton Elves actually performing like. A real football team right now so. and i mean i think what's going to happen now is people are just going to have to buy the tickets again but they're really well priced i you know yeah that's it's bs yeah. uh, it is a good deal i get that but like the riverhawks had winning wednesday too yeah. and when they would lose you'd get in free thursday and thursday was thirsty thursday so if i went wednesday you could actively you know but i'm not going to cheer against the riverhawks to lose so i can get a free ticket the next yeah. day and and this is like and I'm going to say something here. This is a fan base, a football fan base that always crowed in my face about making the playoffs for however many, 70 straight years, was it, or something like that. So, you know, the, the fact, and you're right, the, the pricing is very affordable. They've, they've knocked it down as much as, as much as, like, humanly possible or financially feasible to kind of. So, to me, like, it's like, you got to kind of put up. This is your this is your team. This is an Edmonton. I don't care what they're called. Like you could call the Rough Riders the the Bagel Bites or whatever. Like, like it's, it's, it's Saskatchewan football, so I'm gonna like. Yeah. But you gotta support it, and, and and these are the times you especially have to because once they win, which they will again, you you you've been on the whole journey, and that that's much sweeter than just kind of being oh, you know, I follow now the 49ers because they're in the Super Bowl and they're winning, and that's great. But you know what's the connection? You live like this is this is where you are. This is your team. Sure, and it's a local economy, really. You're just yeah. supporting. <laughs> You're supporting there, there, it. It's a, it's still a community owned. You may not agree with the board and maybe some of the decisions made, but community owned teams. I mean, you still have some aspect of of a little control there, and it, it is and it is you are a steward of it with your with your uh, checkbook, wallet, card, whatever you want to call it, but. I just wish people saw this team, and I think again, it, it's more than just winning twice and winning once at home. You got to kind of do things, so they got to put up their part as well. But I'm, I'm just hoping people start to kind of just buy into buy into the bad times because it's investment towards a good time. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, and um, speaking about name, like the name change, and you know right. some of the negativity that's been happening since then. Um, People, people are still talking about the name change, even though uh, we got the win. So what are your thoughts on Turf Tradition Collection using uh, the 1949 year and fans having an issue with that because of the Elks name? That's for, from Candor 27 again. And what, sorry, what's with the 19, what's with that? So 1949 is what they're using on the Turf Traditions gear. So, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah uh, new era. But, so new now people are saying that technically the Elks are completely different team which right, is that incorrect has, that have started but that's the that's yeah. the argument right yeah. so yeah. they're saying that the year 1949 does not apply to the Edmonton Elks so I think that's that's yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's incorrect I mean 
this team was named the well they were named the Eskimos and then the Elks and then the Eskimos and then the Elks again. So this team's using a, a moniker that it's used before. Um, yeah, before so 1949, it's still part of the same organization. It's still part yeah, of the, the and, and sports names are like they're they're they are nicknames. Like they're, they're yeah. it's the nickname of the like, always you know, that's, brand of the right? city's it's, football it's team. Of the city's yeah. football team, the, yeah. the, the city's football team is number one. The nickname. <laughs> what were we called it? before the Elks? Edmonton, Edmonton football, football team. team. Edmonton <laughs> football. And some fans actually didn't mind it. I personally didn't mind it either. But it was like, oh. um well, okay. I, I, I look. I write a letter every year to Ridge. I say you got to change it back to the the rowing club yeah. or the rugby club or whatever they have. Like, I mean, what's in a name? I I understand. Like, you're used to you grow up with something. You you've had you've shared times and good times with a brand. I guess I, I get it. Like again, I I would if they changed the Rough Riders name. Why you know hypothetically, they, I I would go through there'd be a process. I guess like I'd I'd have to. But at the end of the day, like. And with this one, I mean, other teams have done it in other sports, and with with a lot more money at stake, and a, you know, I and, and it's useless to compare, I guess, in this, but it'll take it'll take a generation, I guess, to 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 look past it and move on. But it, time will eat it up and move it on, and and it'll be fine. The brand's great. If you drop the football team into the city, and there wasn't one before, you'd be like, holy shit, that's a that's a kick ass brand. Like you know, the logo's great. Everything—it's good. And you've also still kept the EE. You can still keep the EE, which is the the brand. Like that's the look. Yeah. That's when I think of you know teams of the past. That's the, it's not like you have to get rid of a logo, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like it—it's—it sucks. I get it for people who really had the name as part of their time and good times shared because there was a lot of positive historical tradition winning right um but geez like i i just whether that's 19 for like i mean what's the we, the years like i mean yeah it's, I, I get it we, uh, we get it like you know i think you and, and even then like john kirby is saying in the chat here uh washington commanders are even looking at changing their name uh after the season after fans uh, were demanding it and i i understand that they're trying to get that redskins name back it's never going to happen it's still deemed offensive to to natives and to people that find it offensive. So, unfortunately, they're not going to see that name back. But apparently, they're still uh, exploring a change from the Commanders. And it's not like the Commanders is actually that bad of a name. People would consider more than likely, especially with the losing record and everything else, that yes, Elks is probably a bad name. Uh, but uh, that being said... Commanders itself isn't a bad name. It's just it's like you say. What's in a name? What's in a name? Edmonton. If you, if you didn't know before, that's the thing. If it, if it was yeah. new, you'd be fine with it. But it's you know, and and again, I, I like I'm not. I I get it. Like I, I get, I get people would be frustrated, but it's that's what it yeah. is. And whether or not it's like EST 1949 or yeah. 79 or 05, I mean, come on. Like I, that's why they need to just win. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I made this argument a little while back, um, you know, in regards to the name and all of that, but it's not even necessarily about the brand, but it's about the memories. Yeah. Right. And with this ESD 1949, 
it's not even targeted to the new class, the new generation, the new people that are coming in, but all the old school that have been with the organization for so long that see that logo, see that year, see that brand and get those memories and that emotion, right? Yeah. So everybody that is screaming for the name change, at least you're getting something from that era. Just take with it, just, just take it, be happy. Yeah. You got like, great, it's it's strong colors, I say, again, it's a strong brand, like, it's just, I don't know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna preach to people that they need to, you know, I, I I'm not, I, if you like it, that's fine, and, and then if Washington want to do, like, I mean, it's, it's different everywhere, so that's, that's whatever, but in this particular situation, um, it's a, it's a winning history, and a winning tradition, and I think, again, it's, it's a nickname, and yep. you look at the colors, and you look at the double E, uh, that's what's always haunted me and my dad's generation. So uh, you can call yourselves whatever you want, but uh, and that damn grass you used to have in there at that uh, at con man, I, yeah, yeah, the the natural. Maybe if anybody protests something, it should be. I want the grass back ahead of yeah. exactly. That yeah. was an advantage, baby. That's that's an advantage. Well, and and Candor twenty seven in here said uh, Eskimos was a formidable name. Let's make the Elks a formidable name now. So we we get to see the rise of the Elks. We finally get to see it a year and a half. What what two and a half? How many how many years have we been the Elks now? It has been two and a half years that we've been the Something Elks. Like that. And we still have this is our first home win. So we we finally. But we're. Little steps. Little steps. Little steps. Uh, real quick before we jump into the Edmonton sports update, realistically, can we get both wins against Calgary and launch ourselves? Like, like, is it realistic to believe that the Elks can get both of these wins here? Well, in the CFL, I mean, anything's realistic. Like, I, I, you, you can't like any. And again, it's football, and it, it's the crazy CFL. Um, and it's this weekend, so that's a lot of magic can happen on these weekends. We've seen in the past. Um, but again, like again, I, I've seen it. You, you, you know where Edmonton's trending. You know how they're kind of looking as of late. And I just wonder what kind of Calgary team are we going to see? And 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 if we don't see a good one. Monday, do we then see them bounce back for the for the return? Like you know what I'm saying, that type of thing. And maybe the Elks, you know, again go down there, but win a big road game in Calgary, and maybe get a little too hyped, and that meter goes a little too high, and then they got to be brought back. Because right, as you said, you're you're taking step by step. So it's fascinating to see, you know, who gets that first one. Then that sets up for the momentum and the the pendulum swinging for the second, because these two teams right now, I really, you know, are kind of. It's one thing going to Liberty matchups where one's at the top, one's at the very bottom, and you're, you know, I mean, it's all foretold there. But this is really interesting because, you know, how the one goes Monday, I don't know. Would you, would you, if, if the Elks went down there and kicked the absolute snot out of them, let's just say, just score-wise, maybe not like physically pounded them or ran up the stats and like all that, but just like on the scoreboard, put up a real show somehow. Like, would you would you expect them then to come home and and continue it the next week? Like, just like here we go, they're going to beat Calgary again. Like, I I wouldn't feel as I wouldn't feel confident. Do you know what I'm saying? Even if they put up big numbers, big score, and all that, like you're still like, okay, it's reset again. Calgary's still where they are, and you're still where you are. So it's realistic they can win both games. It's realistic they could lose both. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, probably a split. I don't know. Like, if you're a uh, 
if you're a betting man, yeah. yeah, if you're a betting man, you're probably so. going for a split. I mean, I I think so as well. However, we see the Elks win this week, in which once again they're going in with the momentum. If they manage to get this win, there's massive hopes for the Labor Day win at home. Uh, something we also haven't seen since Mike Riley, M- Michael Riley, Michael since Michael Riley has. Uh, been at pivot for the Edmonton Eskimos. Well, can, uh, I, can I ask you guys a question though? What would you rather have for your home team? Would you rather host that Labor Day weekend classic, or would you rather host that week after rematch? I think I, the week after gives you bulletin board material, right? So and it's not as big as a hoopla. Yeah, and arguably not as much as like a an event per se, where it's just you have them at home now, and uh, happen in that game, you can react. The banjo bowl, though. Yeah. Oddly enough, the Labor Day game to the banjo, you don't want to talk banjos. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, because they know if they lose in Regina on Labor Day Sunday, they got that fire going into that one. Yeah. If they win, well, then they got momentum. They're going home. And it's one of those that, that Labor Day rematch weekend isn't a big hype thing. It's not like fans are traveling like that. It's not as big because it's just a regular weekend. So, like... If Ed, like Edmonton, you you almost have a better chance going down and winning Monday in Calgary because it's such an event and anything can kind of happen. And then maybe then you come home and it's you know Labor Day's gone. Everybody's back in school watching the NFL and all that. Nobody cares. And then you're just out there playing loose and free at home against a team that you you beat the week before. I I love talking Labor Day and that rematch weekend because as I said earlier, you don't win the summer. You win it like this is the turn. Like we're here now. This is uh, this is it. This is the time. All righty. So the fan forum is officially closed. Thank you, everybody, for getting in on that fan forum today. Uh, We're we're obviously going to have the more you didn't know coming up. So make sure if you have any questions for Lieutenant Eric, throw them in the chat, and we'll get to the questions after we get through our questions. That being said, it's the ever so popular Edmonton sports update. All right, today's update is brought to you by Hurdy. Catch us at every Edmonton Elk Steelgate party in stall number 44. Hurdy's, we smoke the meat. On Sunday, the Edmonton Elks won at home, ending a 1,415-day home losing streak. The Edmonton Elks said the number again. <laughs> I know. My eye is touching. The Edmonton Elks are heading down the QE2 for the Labor Day Classic in Calgary against the Stampeders. Kickoff is at 5 p.m. on Monday. Catch the game on TSN and 6.30, Chad. The Sherwood Park Crusaders and the Elks are still have an exciting announcement coming soon. Stay tuned to our socials for this update. In other Canadian sports news, Team Canada's men's FIBA team is facing Brazil on Friday, September 1st. Tip-off is at 7.30 a.m. Mountain. Nice. Man, they're rolling. We are the Elks Herd, and you're up to date. Yay! We do have a little comment here, and that's important with the sports update. Uh, the Edmonton Stingers are adding 500 more seats into the Expo Center. That's by John. Thank so you, John. That is, that's great. That's great news. 
to the to the hanger, the artist formerly known as the Hive. The I artist. love the Hive. <laughs> I love the Hive, but I love the hanger too. Yeah. Nah, it's not the, it's not the same, right? It's I not know. the same. Uh, okay, so just like your old uh, station there, twelve sixty, we go through our commercial break real quick here. Uh, affiliates, Royal Retros. Did you know that we get 10% off over at royalretros.com if you use code Stampede? Uh, we, uh, we, are, we are using this code today because the USFL Birmingham Stallions won the 2023 championship. And our guy down, uh, down in Alabama, Ryan Messer, he was the one doing all the coverage down there. So code Stampede, 10% off, royalretros.com. They have uh, CFL throwbacks over there, including Rough Riders throwbacks as well, LTE. So get in on that. Did do, 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 do they have the American franchise? Uh, they do, yes. They, they have uh, the Birmingham Barracudas. Remember that uh, that, that uh, <laughs> NFL like Jalen? Right it was Jalen Hurts with the Barracudas jersey recently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. baby. So oh ten, get, get over there. Go get those goods as well. Lather. So we don't want to jump into our jerseys dirty or anything like that. <laughs> Shotgun Sports 15, no spaces, gets you 15% off over at lather.com, uh, Canadian soap company. So they're expanding. They're doing all the beard care products. I know. It turns out it's just for men, but the soaps smell delicious that, you know, I would use them. Sandalwood bourbon. Sandalwood Not bourbon that one, but <laughs> is absolutely amazing. That's my favorite. Uh, so you got to get in on that. And then Things Engraved is our official merchandise supplier. So thingsengraved.ca, if you get over there, um, there's always something on sale. We just bought stuff that was on sale on I our know. own catalog. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff's on sale over at Things Engraved. And then... Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. That yeah. one. The members make plugs. I'm using that code. Yeah, Perfect. do it, man. <laughs> thank, thank you for supporting the herd and uh, shotgun sports by using 10% off uh, code stampede for 10% off over at royalretros.com. Amazing. And then uh, are we going to plug this cat? <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't noticed. Let me see. We have hey. a little sitter over here. Hey, this little guy had to have two surgeries. Just in the past week. So if you want to support the herd, support this little guy with our affiliate folks. <laughs> Can I send a check in the mail? <laughs> All right. The sponsorship program is coming soon. No, listen, listen I'm having, I'm having a garage sale this weekend. <laughs> cash over the phone. Can I do cash over the phone? For only 50 cents a day, you can support this poor cat that just came out of surgery. Oh, oh this is horrible. good. This is okay. amazing. Oh, this is tough. Okay. Guys, that was, that was amazing. Uh, thank you to all of our live viewers that are still watching after our gong show. And um, as well, all of our listeners that are tuning in oh. on the podcast. Yeah, just before we go in, we do have candor um, to Lieutenant Eric here. If I wear my Eskimo jersey in Vancouver to watch the Edmonton versus Calgary game, does that make me an honorary Sask fan? Because <laughs> he's wearing a different jersey at a 
considering so many episodes. Oh no! Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we need well, to be yeah, yeah. women. <laughs> You want to be one, I guess. Yeah, I like yeah. seeing a guy every time like I go on a trip with a rough uh, rider. Uh, yeah. I know. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he's saying, Candor. Uh, yeah. As one of those people, right, that does the traveling rough riders thing. Because even our good buddy, El Guy, right? El Guy, yeah. yeah. He, he also posts, <laughs> there's always got to be one or there's always one. And there's yeah. always a rider's hand somewhere, right? Because well, now you do it. Like now, like... Like, if my brother and I go, like, it's, because if you wear it, it's very noticeable, right? So if somebody from Saskatchewan's out, they're like, oh, yeah, they, they talk to you, right? So that, it's kind of putting up the flag or whatever. But um, it's, it's, <laughs> I know one of my instructors at Nate, Lamia, she just, she hated it. She's like, I see, you know, the Rough Riders, you're just, sport. so then, like, I would, every time I saw it, I'd take a picture with my FUD senator, and she gets so pissed off, and, just, <laughs> and it'd be like, and it, because they're just, it's, 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 it's more of a, um, I guess you could call it, like, meme-ish now to do it, like, it, it's funny to get a rise, and then if you see somebody, like, somebody in the wild, they're like, oh, yeah, so you have a little chat. That's the good thing, but no, I, I love it. I, I, that's the best part. There's always one. So, <laughs> yeah. talking about riders fans, let's let's dive right into our last segment. The more you didn't know with Lieutenant Eric, and the first question just so ha happens to be about your Saskatchewan Rough Riders fandom. So, LTE, can you please tell us how you became a Rough Riders fan? Yes, I can. Uh, my dad uh, was a Rough Riders fan before me. He's still alive. Uh, so he uh, he's a Rough Rider fan, and he raised me. I'm his son. And then, uh, so I naturally became a Rough Rider fan. The Rough Riders in the 90s, if you recall, in the late, well, no, I mean, the Great Cup in 89, but then the 90s wasn't that good. But I do recall my first memory was, I was born in 85, but I have a faint memory of 89 Great Cup, because I think they had people over at our house and there were people like crying and laughing and screaming, and it was like a very joyous time. And then we always had the '89 Grey Cup tape uh, game on tape on VHS tape. And I watched John Gregory and all that. And so, but the riders like sucked. Like when I was growing up, like you, if you like in grade six, in grade six, I met a good pal named Pete, and and he's a Rough Rider fan as well. We I met him at school there, and we grew up and we became big fans you know but at that time like they sucked so much in the 90s mid 90s that if you wore like any like we talk about wearing a jersey now to all this tournament if i if i was caught wearing the logo out like you'd get you get harassed by like you know like people would make fun like it was it was not a proud thing to wear much like your situation here now you know all that stuff and they sucked like it was terrible and you know the telethon and all that right and like it, it was really bleak and then, um, yeah, it was just, you know, because that's the sport there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the big sport. It's Rough Riders season and then winter, not, like, hockey season and summer. <laughs> um, so everything's kind of flipped there. And you grow up with those traditions. And it's all like, like college football, too. Regina is your mecca. Yeah, I lived in Saskatoon. You got the University of the River. You're a lot more, you know, Poshy, Regina. You go there for the football. And that's the stadium and the football. And so that's how it was all kind of set up. And it was pretty cool growing up. But again, the team sucked. So my dad would like, whenever I want to ask like, my dad a question or something, you have to wait for the Rough Riders to win a game. And if they only won like three games a year, that would suck because you only got like three wishes a season. Like, you know, if I could do something, you know, you... 
it was kind of funny. Like you'd have to revolve around this uh, team that sucked all the time. Um, but that's how it was. Um, is my dad, and then my brother kind of became a fan, and you know what? It was a family, family stuff. You know, you grow up there. Everybody, the big sport, right? So that's what it was, and then you grow up with it. But um, when I really became a hardcore was when, uh, and when the tide shifted in terms of wearing the logo and not wearing the logo, um, Roy Shivers came into play, and he uh, he made it all really cool. I mean, black jerseys. And it was us against the world. And we took so many penalties to call us the Rough Raiders. Just got some Rough Raiders right for a time because it was just like it was bad, bad men, like bad boys and bad. And it was us against the world. And it was like, and I was just growing up in my formative years. And there was a whole generation of us that was too. And at that time at Taylor Field, section 27, 28 were the college zones. And you bought a ticket. And the ticket would say, if you're sitting in the section, you got to be prepared that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was all bench seating there. So you could always squeeze people in. Nobody really sat anywhere and everybody stood. And a lot of stuff was consumed. A lot of things were did and done in those sections. But when you're like 20 or like 18, you know, like just getting of age, you can drink. And you're and, and you have a team that's starting to ascend, you know, and, and you've got a place like Taylor Field was magical because it was so old. And it was all that stuff. And that really turned me into a fan now. Like, I, growing up, you're a kid fan. You're a fan of whatever your parents, you, so you suffer through that. And I guess I could have made a choice. If they continued to suck, maybe I wouldn't have. But that change in leadership and everything and how that franchise kind of developed, and it culminated in the 07 Great Cup. Tillman came on board and, and all that. Um, but, man, there was, like, that was some good CFL years. And it was really fun to like go to those games and beat team. Like you would know where all these guys went to college and you, you yell at them. I got the year after we won the great cup. Oh wait, I got, I, we beat the stamps, kicked the shit out of them at Taylor field, right? The next year. And they're getting on the bus outside Taylor field. And me and my buddy Pete, we're going up to the bus and we're like, yeah, you know, and pointing at our rings, you know, we didn't have rings because we were on the team where we're like, you know, <laughs> And I'm looking, and it's dark out. It's at night, and there's the bus seats. And all of a sudden, a big, large silhouette, like, stands up. And I'm like, holy shit, here we go. And he starts walking off the bus. And it's Juwan Simpson. And he gets, like, right in my face off the bus. And we're going at it. And I'm like, and it's just, like, he knows, too, that I'm not serious. And I'm not going to do anything. And he's not going to do anything. But it was a neat little moment where we're like, and security had to come in. And. <laughs> And we're like, oh yeah, but it was like it was so it was like wrestling back then because you know you had the um, the John Cornishes. Like, there was a lot of characters in the league, and uh, everybody hated the Rough Riders too. And you had big rivalries with the Stamps, and it was hard not to be a fan. They were selling out every game. You couldn't find a ticket. It, it was a sweet for 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 from two thousand and like four to like twenty thirteen. When when that great cup ended, Taylor Field, that new stadium, and kind of poshy to sit in. I relaxed my fandom. Let's just say I still like. I love. I'll always love. You know, you're, it's where you're from, right? And I, I I root for the Elks. Like I'm I'm a CFL fan now. I love it all. I, I wish everybody to succeed. I've been doing enough great cups. Where you meet people and you get along, and it's you know, yeah, I love it. I love the whole thing now. But but that really decade of me growing up. 
parallel to that success and that bad boy success was like that that was a drug that you'll never it was amazing amazing stuff so then was that your favorite memory or did you have another saskatchewan rough riders favorite memory like a specific one yes 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 i do and it was against the uh it was against the eskimos and it was uh machocha uh i had i had brought my um my dad didn't go to, my dad doesn't go to a lot of games he used to go to a lot of games back in the back in the day or whatever and so he hadn't gone yet once yet with myself and my brother my younger brother he's a couple years younger than me we all three of us hadn't gone together the boys and the family there so we decided to take him down to this game they're playing the Eskimos. it's a hot day taylor field and we're sitting in the college zone actually we sit we bring my dad to the college zone there and this was like before that a guy really like got situated in that zone do you remember chicken man uh yeah yeah we sat right behind him. That's where our oh, no buddy were. So we were friends with them. They were all a bunch of like Bills, a lot of Bills fans in there too. But um, so we brought my dad down to this game. And how did it go? It was back and forth. And you guys were really good at the time. Machocha was coaching. Rough Riders were kind of, they were in the mix, I think. Close game though, down to the wire. And who was it? Theo Epstein? Or no, not Theo Epstein. He's the island guy. Who is the kicker you guys had from Michigan? Maybe somebody can get it in the chat. Anyway, yeah, I don't have the field for the game-winning field goal. And my dad donned in his cowboy hat and cowboy boots and drinking, you know, <laughs> the hard liquor that he smuggled in in his belt line. My friends, my friend's sister, she we were before the game were outside. She's like, oh, she's like, security found me, took away all my beer. And my dad's like, that's why you got to bring in one of these. And he, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so he's loving it. He's having a time. It's really hot. We're all pretty inebriated and he yells out of the college zone you know block that kick and sure enough omar morgan uh, old blue eyes comes around the corner and blocks the damn kick and machocha thought he'd won it that was another he made a sign or a signal a couple plays before like he, he was like smiling or something you know how he does he just kind of had the <laughs> he wasn't too good in the camera that day and he, he thought they'd won it, and they didn't. And Morgan Blah, and we always liked Omar Morgan. He was the one guy. He never got the great cup with us. He went to you guys for that one year, and then he came back to us. Yeah. And he never got that he never got that chip that he needed. Um, but that was a real good – I'll never forget that one because it was with my dad, my brother, and, like, my dad's generation. That's when the Riders and the Eskimos really went at it, right? I mean, we – for me, it was more of a stamps rivalry. You guys were kind of in, you were in the mix, but it was always stamps riders with us. Yeah. Whereas for them, that was so him getting that win in that fashion was good. But so many bus trips, like Hayden, that's the one. Hayden Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. Theo was in the news there. Oh no, he's the Red Sox guy. Who's the guy from the island then? In the jail there, killed himself or whatever. Or? Don't, don't Theo, have Theo was the Red Sox GM, though, wasn't he? Theo Epstein. But Hayden Epstein was the one. And I think Hayden played at Michigan. I want to say he's a Wolverines kicker. But, that would make more sense. Yeah. That would make not, more the, sense. not the guy with the pedophile. Either. No, no. <laughs> Definitely not. I, I, I feel like I would have remembered that one, yeah. <laughs> it was, again, Machocha was loving it. And uh, then we sent him home, and it was, it was hilarious. But, no, so many, I mean, there have been so many times, like, and I don't want to say too much stuff because it's like bad stuff, but like we've done and innocent enough. Like nobody's, you know, we haven't, nobody's gotten hurt or anything, but it's just, it's all in good fun. And that's why I say, bring back those hot tubs. 
Every place should have a hot tub. And then Grey Cup. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean hot hot tub? Oh, no. Well, back in the day, right? Where were the hot tubs? Yeah. It'd be by your, like, end zone uh, party lounge. So if you had, like, the bar out in the – because you guys still have that one on the ground. I know, right? Like, on the – in the end zone there. And it'd be kind of in the corner there. Yeah. Yeah, so where, like – yeah, where the and I want to say yeah, free food or whatever and party. Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Uh, what is it? Is it? Yeah, Miami Dolphins. I want to say or Jacksonville Jaguars actually have a pool on the sidelines, like uh, like a full pool, though. Full pool, like a full pool. Yeah. That's so crazy. it's not too bad to bring in a hot tub. Uh, where they have those uh, the yeah, yeah. seats right now. Yeah. That's where they would do the hot. I tub. would pay money for that. Yeah, Lana Jones jumped into one at the end of the game. Uh, when him and Mo Lloyd, I think they both jumped in the hot tub. The hot tub was right in front of the college zone, and that thing would get like did that water be so like dirty? But but it, it, it was so much fun because on the TV, like they'd be just always those people in the hot tub were always having the best time, and they're getting like free drinks and free food. But then Grey Cup, imagine this Grey Cup because it's cold. Every <laughs> team could have like every team could send a hot tub, so you could have like a row of hot tubs represented. Fans of each team lined up. And they, you know, all having fun with each other. Got to get it done. Yeah, so there you go. Steve Benassi in the chat, Arctic Spas. Uh, yes, and Kevin confirmed <laughs> that it was Jags. Um, yeah, so, no, I mean, okay. bring them back. I do bring agree. Bring, let's let's start a cool. campaign in the offseason. Bring back the hot tub. Just tubs. do that wacky stuff. Like, that's, you know, I'm not saying it's uh, West Coast League Riverhawks ball here, but you got to – it's more than just football, unfortunately. Nowadays, people don't just go to the concrete slab to sit there and cheer in the team. You got to do other things, and and that's part of the fun in the CFL is you can do those kind of hokey things, and it's kind of like a college college theme. Totally, that would feel very much like that. Yeah. But, all right, we're gonna do a little bit of a switch. Uh, stop talking about the Edmonton Elks or the Rough Riders, uh, and now I want to talk a little bit more about what you have going on right now. Um, we all know about that fateful day that TSN 1260 went off the air, um, but that just meant that now the Edmonton sports talk is coming. So can you tell us a little bit more about that day and what is coming with the Edmonton yes. sports talk? Yes. So it is a uh, Edmonton sports talk.com website uh, streaming live uh, Monday to Friday, six to one. We, uh, we launch officially. There's the sign there. It's all, it's all right there in plain text, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, the website streaming live. I want to emphasize the live part. We are live. It's not a um, traditional dial radio station on your on your radio with the batteries and stuff. But uh, it is live. It's go on your phone. You can you can bookmark the page to your home screen just like an app. One touch. I've been listening to Rough Rider pregames for years that way. You can get in the car. You can you can listen to Alex. You can listen. It's how things are done now anyways. Radio stations do them. Um, so, yes, that's what will be on the website. It'll be 6 to 1 live Monday to Friday, um, kicking off Wednesday, September 6th, obviously with the Nielsen Show, Dustin Nielsen, voice of the CFL, and I will be riding alongside him. Uh, instead, uh, we'll have some surprise guests, uh, I think, especially for that day. I know one uh, very much so right now. Uh, pretty much 95% confirmed. But we're very excited. It's something different. It's something new. Um, and it's something unknown to a lot of us. We haven't started something like this before. None of us have been in this position of doing this on our own. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But we're very excited. And we've uh, 
I'd like to extend a lot of uh, thanks and uh, gratitude to you guys as well, but everybody else has been picking up signs and, and sharing stuff on the socials. We all kind of want to have uh, just keep it light and fun, and that's kind of the goal, and uh, that's what we're doing thus far. Totally. No, sports media, uh, you guys are the best example for what happens when you have fun at mm -hmm. your job, right? You guys came in every day uh, on 1260. You guys were absolutely hilarious. The ratings prove that. You guys were one of the best radio stations and, and time slots for, for the Nielsen show uh, with uh, Matthew Awanek. His time slot was great as well. Uh, Tom Gazzola, everything that he's a part of is generally gold, especially all that Oilers news. He's the big uh, jersey leaker. He's a He's got his leaks. He's got his information there for... The and he looks great. He's a beautiful <laughs> man, right? Beautiful man. Oh, my God. Like look, look at us, right? Look, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. We're no. The room I'm in here, you know, it's nothing. He's in a sparkling. He's got all the backgrounds and stuff. No, but those you mentioned those guys too. I want to get Gazola and and you know some other people in the back. And I, I, you know, I. It's people behind the scenes that really do a lot of that stuff. So, it's a good team. We like the team. We like the people. And obviously, not everybody from twelve sixty has joined us. I think that's pretty obvious to anybody in the know. Um, and that's. Good too. I mean, we're not. Um, we wish them all the best of success and luck as well. I I miss going into. I've been going into radio boards for since like two thousand five, and and I I already miss it. It's different. This will be different for what I have been doing for years. So yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah, it, it's it's a new day, and it's and it's the time of the year too, and everybody goes back to school. So it's kind of like uh, doing all this is like me back at Nate RTA again. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing the stuff and and doing stuff that I, you know, kind of forgot how to do, but learning it all again. Go oops, go oops, yeah. go oops. You betcha. Yeah, Wanik goes go pandas last week. Yeah, yeah. Wanik's <laughs> like, yeah, no, go bears and pandas. And I'm like, no, nah, man, go oops. Like, come well, on, man. I, I look. I'll I'll support. You know, I'm here. I'll support. He's sure. he's that's his alma mater as well. I'm I'm very disappointed to hear him choose a different yeah. institution over his own. I'll have to have a word. I... I'm wearing my University of Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, you know, and again, I Saskatoon, I was always a big Huskies fan, to be honest. Like, I know you guys had some good teams. Jerry Friesen used to coach the Golden Bears there to some good uh, heated rivalries with the Huskies back in the day. I loved Husky football and hockey, but I never never went to U of S. Like, oops. When I went to Nate, just for that brief RTA program, which isn't very long. I got to work with the athletics department quite a bit. Their hockey was really good. A lot of like ex guys from the dub on the team. And they actually, uh, they want to chip a year or two after I graduated, but uh, great athletics program at Nate. Like I loved it. Their soccer, their curling, they had the, all that stuff is top notch. Well, and it's, so I guess we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and, uh, give everybody the inside scoop, but it's it's funny that we talk about U of A here for a little bit because next week, Brent Cordy, we're looking at having our good buddy Brent Cordy in the mix. So he's currently a coach for the U of A Golden Bears. Uh, his son is currently a CFL player. Uh, you may know him as the center, Mark Cordy for the Edmonton Elks. So Brent Cordy is going to be good stuff to talk to you next week. Uh, 
I guess we have one final question for you here. Uh, before we move on, uh, John does have a question in regards to Edmonton Sports Talk. Just wondering what other sports besides the Elks and the Oilers will you cover? That's a good question, yeah. Well, if, you, if, you, if you're familiar with the, you know, our show in particular, 1260 in the past, even the station as a whole, I mean, we're... Um, you know, you, you kind of talk, you, you kind of got to go where the wind's blowing. And, and, you know, obviously the Oilers right now, as they are as a team and with the season starting, that's going to take, take some precedence here. Um, but besides the Elks and the Oilers locally, um, we want to, I do, and I think the team agrees too. It's a matter of going on doing it, but really want to explore uh, again. Yeah. The collegiate, um, the, the River Hawks, the, the Edmonton Wildcats. The Edmonton, I love Prairie Junior football. Big Toppers fan. They, they can't be stopped. But, um, you know, those teams for a long time haven't had any really, you know, I don't, you got you to go and look and dig for it. Um, but I'd like to discuss all that. And, and again, whatever. Look, I'm, I'm not going to give you an elite breakdown on U.S. Open tennis. I'm not going to. <laughs> no, but, you know, and I'm not going to give you an elite breakdown on, say, the. I don't know, Cincinnati Reds, but I can talk primarily with you. We have a team, I think, and each of us, much like our technical abilities, we all follow different things and can provide different things. So to answer the question again, outside the Oilers and Elks, we kind of want to keep it a lot local and do a little more deeper dive into the local. But also we're going to talk about, you know, as much as I don't want to, the Jays making a wild card push or, or the Mariners preventing them from making a wild card or whatever it is. Um, whatever's taking precedence that day in the sports world, we'll chew on. Um, if there isn't any gristle or fat to to have a bite, uh, we'll, we'll do other things. But obviously, whatever time of the year it is, whatever sport and sports are taking precedence, we'll, we'll go into them a little more heavier. Nice. Well, and then, uh, so Stephen Assey and John Kirby both right away put their hands up for Oil Kings. They want to see some Oil Kings coverage. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we did get to swing by the studio earlier today. Obviously, we picked up this sign, but we did get to see what you guys are building there. And from everything that we talked about, you guys are doing everything you can to cover as many Edmonton sports as we talked about. Major, um, junior, anything that can really be talked about or broadcasted right something anything that can be broadcasted and stats be thrown down and this actually matter in the world of sports then um you guys are going to be talking about it and that's beautiful so i'm sure especially with how vocal edmonton sports fans are i'm sure if people want to hear more of one topic or have bigger discussions you guys are going to be privy the, the, the thing is, i moved here in 2010 and i'm not going to pretend that i know a lot about you know what I mean. I, I'm learning on the fly as well, but much like our exchange here and people texting in, we want to have an interactive show. Our texters and callers were such a big part. I always encourage you, you know, find a name, be somebody, create an attitude, and, and you're in. You can be part of the show. And and I want to encourage that moving forward. That if you have an idea, and and I again I failed to mention the you know, Oil Kings. You're wearing the jersey as well. The Stingers. We're going to be doing hopefully a lot with with Reed and, and the club down there because that in themselves a good team with some pedigree and a league too, that's growing a lot. Um, and we want to be, you know, in lockstep with those positive things happening here locally. And, and if need be around the country, around the continent, whatever it is, but I mean, we're going to have what, what, what's announced thus far is just early days, but yes, you alluded to 
we want to touch kind of all the bases or try to and get out there and and have a bit of a variety on this website station uh that we're building and not just have it kind of a a hockey football meat and potatoes yeah of course of course the main dish um but really dress it up and have a full buffet of, of anything and everything you want and if you don't want it you don't particularly care for it well you don't need to lather it on your plate this this is something where you can pick and choose and, and really create your own menu exactly if you don't want michelin star you can go down the road for the burger king right and uh i mean the ironic and i talking premier league if, if you want you know you got, you got gazola nielsen with the oil stream and then you'll have some sort of soccer show or something yeah something but here's uh candor's question here candor 27 let's use his question as the last one for the show okay. so candor here asks if everything goes well, what is the stretch goal for Edmonton Sports Talk, LPE? That I can buy a new car. <laughs> no, uh, we, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, that's a good question, but I really, uh, we've obviously sat back and had a drink or two and, and dreamed out loud with each other. Um, but I don't know. I, I think uh, we never... Again, just me speaking from my own self. I'm not speaking for anybody else involved in this. Well, we've always uh, we've always had this idea in the back of our minds. Obviously, with the unstable atmosphere of, of radio, as is. So we always knew we would get here, but really, as far as what this could become, I mean, the sky's the limit. I, I I'd love to do things and reach out even community in terms of music. I think music and sports have a great crossover in community. There's a lot of AM nasties that I see going out to shows and stuff like that. Um, you know, so I, I to me, I, I just see this going. We already have that 90s country music podcast, the Aki Breaky Podcast, new episode <laughs> out now, Patty Loveless. Um, but again, it's we're not force feeding it down your throat, but I just really see this uh, in terms of this medium and how things are done these days, where you could really set this up as a, a quite an incubator for sports and beyond if you so choose. But just talking about Edmonton sports. Um, yeah, we just moved into a place. Um, but I, it wouldn't be unfair to say in a couple of years, you look at something bigger or something. I mean, we would, we would certainly look at if, if things happen to, to develop and advance and move on. And I don't know what that would look like, but you can just look at what we have right now and multiply it, I guess. So I can't really answer the question, but, um, certainly oh. we, we, we can, we can envision a future, but we just can't see one clearly. And we're here 27. Us. we'll get you there yeah, yes. well yeah join in and again it's it's not you getting us there you're you're coming along for the ride we're, we're all you know uh, be somebody text in create a persona like do it all because that's it's i bring up the pro wrestling side of it all and that's that's life too in a way you can you can from the barrel yeah yeah that's all yeah it's, it's all a bit of a show and you got to have fun at the same time like this can't be laborious for us if we're not having fun if we're not Definitely. We're complaining and at our necks. Like, what are you? What are you doing? So, yeah. So for the listeners too, and it's got to be everybody's got to be buying in and having fun. And if you are good, and if you don't want to, okay. That, yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. a nice thing about being a live medium, right? They can yeah. always just click on the X at the bottom, at the top if it's not. Well, their well, I don't. I don't want you to. But again, I, it's not right. one of those things. Where I'm going to. Uh, you know, I fully understand to each their own, right? And we have a very unique thing, but. Uh, yeah, hopefully that uniqueness can kind of grow to become a normal thing. Well, well and that that uniqueness is what's built Edmonton Sports Talk, yes. right? 
And we so, are all super excited. Oh, extremely yes. excited. <laughs> September 6th, 6 a.m. I'm sure the conch is going to be there. I'm we love sure something. You guys are going to have it all. Uh, LTE, Lieutenant Eric, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank this you. is all of the time we have because we went a whopping <laughs> probably around 45 minutes by the time we're done, which as we say, if we went over, it means the conversation was extremely good. So good. Uh, LTE, where, so much. give us all the plugs, give us all the, the tags, the yeah. social media handles. What's the deal? Um, EdmontonSportsTalk.com at YEG Sports Talk on Twitter. Edmonton Sports Talk on Instagram and TikTok and threads. You can text us 780-218-9999. What a number that is. What Credit a to Matt Iwanek for searching that one out. I'm on Twitter at Lieutenant underscore Eric. Instagram at Lasagna Enthusiast, all one word. You don't need to see me on Facebook. And you don't need my address. <laughs> Well, we'll keep it at that. We'll keep That's it. about it. And yeah, and yeah you'll gotta, you gotta give them some homework, you know. I hope to be at the tailgate in the Labor Day rematch. Yes, please do. Is that a Saturday or a Sunday? I want to see. It's, it's off the top night. of my head. I want to say it's more than likely a Sunday, on, but a it's right general. It's it's traditionally a Saturday game. I okay. Think well, I want to. It's a night Saturday. Pencil that it's a game. I'm only going to be at. Is it the ninth? Which is a Saturday. Okay, Saturday. Okay, good, good. Yeah, it's a it's a Saturday game. Um, we'll quickly do the leak now because we won't really have much more time to talk about it between then and now. But uh, the Sherpa Park Crusaders and the Elkshurst are working on getting you some free tickets if you show up at the Sherpa Park Crusaders game. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We'll post it online for we'll, sure. We'll talk about it. The Elkshurst night over at the Randy ring so everybody stay tuned for that once again lieutenant eric this was an amazing was show fun. man we could have kept talking this is awesome uh <laughs> our our listeners our listeners uh listening after the live recording our listeners listening live <laughs> steve benassi thank you very much for the compliment uh guys 5 p.m john kirby saturday 5 p.m for the labor day rematch Let's make it through Labor Day first. Yes. Let's make it yeah. through Labor Day. Sounds like we're we'll all confident it. on a win. We'll it's, get it. <laughs> we're going to get it, guys. So uh, thanks for the compliment, guys. Once again, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Scout, a.k.a. the Reverend Section X. And I'm Catherine, a.k.a. Do You Even Else. And that's Lieutenant Eric from Edmonton Sports Talk. Yeah. <laughs> And guys, we are the Elves Herd. This was the Elves Call. Thank you both. Scout, Catherine, thank you. And thank you, man. We'll chat again soon, brother. Thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. Cheers!